the topic today is also kind of spoilery, and I get that a lot of people are going to pop on and go, spoilers, psh, I'm out of here. These are, we've had some really big series finales happen this past weekend, and I got to talk about them. You know how I am. I got to talk about it. I got to talk about it. So, welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast, where liking what you like is never a bad thing. Here's your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Hey y'all, it's Patty, your head fangirl in charge, and welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls podcast. Now for those joining us live on Facebook today, welcome. And uh, hey, did you guys know that I had a podcast? <laughs> there is one, and now you'll probably be talking a lot about it because... It's, it's new, it's exciting, and I really, I'm really kind of digging this whole aspect of things. Uh, if you're not a podcast person, let me just tell you, I really wasn't either until I started digging into this. Uh, I have to give some credit to my friend Jane. Jane is a podcast person, and she was the one that encouraged me to do this. So if you guys know Jane, if you love the podcast, tell her thank you. If you hate it, well, you know where to find her. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding, Jane. Don't don't come after. Just let me know. <laughs> Maybe I can make some changes. Maybe I can do something different. I don't know, guys. Like I said, all new. We're just trying to see how this works. Uh, podcast. Again, if you're not into these, let me tell you why, why I like them and why I got into them. I have just absolutely fallen in love with them. They are perfect for when I'm working out, when I'm at the gym, for when I'm cleaning my house, for when I'm driving around in my car and there's nobody around to call and talk to on the phone. Yes, I'm one of those people. I put my headphones in and I call my friends while I'm out running errands because I get bored. The podcasts kind of take take some of that off and I, and I love it. I am able to just be entertained and have my entertainment with me on the go. And as a fangirl, I wanna be entertained all the time. It's, I know, it's, it's probably says something about our society, right? I'm sure it does. But that's me. That's what I do. And that's why I'm doing this, because I thought it would be another fun way to reach out and build community and get to know some of you guys better. Today, I'm super excited. We are going to talk about series finales. There were two really big ones that happened this last weekend that mean a lot to me. And I got to talk about them, because that's the whole point. <laughs> That's the whole point of this is, is to, to, to get out my feelings about what has happened and also kind of just confess that I don't know what I'm going to do now, guys. A lot of my shows are ending a lot. And it's not just this year. It's been the last couple of years. A lot of my shows have ended and I'm not finding the same love just yet picking up and getting me excited for the next for new ones. So two things here. We're going to talk about, well, actually three things. We're going to talk about Big Bang Theory. We're going to talk about Game of Thrones. And then I'm going to need you guys to throw out some suggestions for shows that I can start getting into to maybe take these shows places because I'm in mourning. I will admit I'm in mourning. All right, here we go. This is the spoiler part. You guys have been warned. I hope you're hanging in there. I hope you're willing to talk about this with me. But we are going to talk about Big Bang Theory first. And the reason why I'm going to talk about that first is, well, chronologically, it happened first. <laughs> this one uh, was air. This one aired last Thursday night, and I had tears. I had tears over Big Bang Theory. <laughs> A little background about me: Big Bang Theory is one of those shows that I kind of I, I got in pretty early. I I bought into this 
not exactly the first season, but, but which is good. Cause I didn't, the first season is not my favorite, but I, I bought into this one pretty early. There was a lot going on that appealed to me. It appealed to me kind of the nerdy side of me, what I was like as a young adult and as a, as a, as a high schooler and, and that sort of thing. I liked smart people. I liked the smart guys. I liked the smart girls. I, I was smart, but I wasn't genius level smart, but I knew some genius level smart people and they were really cool to hang around with. They were just so different, very, very different. And I really embraced those kind of people in my life growing up. When this show came on the air, and that's what it was all about with these geniuses and how smart they were and how they were this little friends group and, and all of the, the things that they covered, it, it just spoke to me and I really liked it. Plus, it was it was so smart and funny. The writing was usually great, not always, but usually usually pretty great. And I definitely laughed a lot during the Big Bang Theory over the years. Uh, It was on for 12 seasons. And as I was getting ready to watch the finale, my husband even said, have you seen every single one of these? And I was like, "Uh, yeah, at least four times. I mean, that's that's what I do. (laughs) Um, My family knows, my kids know if mom's sitting in front of the TV, chances are it's either the Big Bang Theory, The Office, or Parks and Rec. So, or the middle, the middle. Those are my big binges. Those are my, I can watch them all the time. Those are my shows. Now, if you notice, Big Bang Theory was the only one that was still on the air. Parks and Rec is gone. Office is gone. And The Middle left us last year or the year before. I think I think it might be two years now. And so this is it. This was, this, was, this was my big one. And I had to say goodbye to my friends on Thursday night. Have to say about this finale is again something to know about me is I am all about the happy endings and don't don't make that dirty people <laughs> every time I say happy endings I go maybe I should come up with a different phrase for that because I don't know maybe maybe some people see that in a different light I see it as the happily ever after okay that's all I'm going with. <laughs> that's that's where I'm going with this I really like happily ever afters and always have and that's what makes a series finale is satisfying to me is when things are wrapped up to a point where everyone's happy and I appreciate the happiness. And that's, that's pretty much what we got with big bang theory. There was a lot of fan service uh, in this one. And I, I did like the fact that they did things like they fixed the elevator. I mean, they had to fix the elevator, right? <laughs> been out all series long for 12 years and it was time for them to fix the elevator. But I also like that not only did they fix the elevator, but they they worked that into some of the, the discussion of what was going on with Sheldon. It all kind of made sense. Sheldon and Amy have their big moment. They actually get the Nobel Prize awarded to them, but then everything changes. And as you know, if you watch the show, Sheldon does not do well with change and he freaked out. So I really like that even though we got this elevator fixed. It was more just a horizontal. I got the elevator fixed. It was also kind of a trait, you know, they used, they worked it in to try to, to teach Sheldon or to help Sheldon recognize that change isn't always a bad thing. Look, we don't have to go up all these stairs anymore. <laughs> so I will say with this, with this finale, I, I got my big love fest. I got um, everything that I wanted to, to see. I was happy with Leonard. He finally got to slap Sheldon and y'all know Sheldon deserved it. Sheldon, Sheldon was a piece of work through this entire series. And I, that was the laugh out loud moment that I went, oh, they're, they're, they're doing this. They're doing this when 
they're fighting over who gets to slap Sheldon because Sheldon says, if I fall asleep, slap me and wake me up. So they're fighting over who gets to do it. <laughs> and, and Leonard's like, if anyone's earned it, it's me. And I was totally on board with, with Leonard, with Leonard earning that. And uh, so it was great. And then anyway, bing to bang and he gets to slap Sheldon and it's awesome. It's a slap heard around the world. It was fantastic. But then I, I liked how the rest of it all progressed. There were some things I didn't love about it small things because overall I was genuinely happy with how it all turned out. The first one was Raj. So sweet little Raj did not get his happily ever after. In fact, he, his, his ending was just kind of random and it was sad because he was such a romantic and I think they could have given us some, I don't know, some introduction, some look, some, the perfect woman that he happens to run into, uh, you know, that, that just would have kind of given us this, ah, that's where they're going with Raj in the future. Yay. And they didn't give us that. Instead, they have Raj being creepy Raj. And he's on an airplane going through Sarah Michelle Geller's stuff and discovers he's sitting next to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And next thing you know, she's at the Nobel Peace Prize uh, ceremony. And okay, weird. I don't, it was, it was funny, but not what I wanted Raj in hindsight. So again, this is a comedy show, so I'm not going to like get too, too super deep into it, but that's, that's a small criticism I would have liked to see different. Um, the other thing is uh, Penny. Penny actually went through this story arc at one point where she decided she didn't want to get pregnant and she didn't want to have kids. And it was really tough for Leonard to agree to that and to accept it, but he did because he loves her. And I thought that was, a, I really liked how they did that and they made sure to put out there that this is an option. This is a viable option for families. You you don't have to have children. Now, I'm a baby pusher. I'm a breeder. I like kids. I want everybody to have babies. So when they said she was pregnant, I was like, yay, she's pregnant. But at the same time, I could see how some people could take, not offense exactly, maybe offense. I don't know. Maybe they took offense that they had her switch completely. Because not only was she pregnant, she was super happy about it. She was totally okay with this. And there was never any issue with her or any talk about, well, we weren't going to do that. And now we are from Penny's point of view. I think Sheldon mentions it at one point. But in my point of view, again, because I like the big happy Leonard was going to get his family that he wanted and he was going to get a chance to be a dad. And I think he'd be a good dad. And yes, I know it's all fake. <laughs> and so I don't have to really be excited that Leonard who doesn't exist is having a baby. However, I was, I was, that's, that's, that's what I do. That's, that's my, my fa the fangirl in me. Um, the other thing that I had a weird feeling about when it first started was Amy so Amy throughout the entire series has been this very dowdy, very, just a very dowdy looking dressing woman, straight, plain hair, very little makeup to no makeup, sweaters, you know, cardigans all the time. I mean, she just was, was not very fashionable. And what she wins the prize and she starts seeing pictures of herself and interviews of herself all over the internet and TV, she feels like she wants to change. Part of me is like, I didn't want her to feel like she had to change. I wanted her to feel comfortable in the skin that she was in. But the reality is, as a woman, I understand, I, I get where they went with that. And I understand how she might have felt with that. And actually, I say as a woman, but I would, I would guess probably anybody would feel this way. If you see yourself plastered all over TV and internet suddenly, and you didn't like 
what you saw, it's going to affect you and it is going to make you feel ways about yourself. What I liked about it was that she did go ahead and take the steps to make the changes. And when she did it, she was unapologetic about it. Even when Sheldon freaked out all over her and got mad because she changed and he didn't like her changing, you know, she said, hey, I should be able to change and fix something if I want to. And I thought that was, I thought that was an important, you know, it didn't change who Amy was, but it definitely made her feel better about herself. She didn't do it to please anybody else. She did it for herself. And that's what I appreciated and I loved. Oh, and plus she just looked so gorgeous. She looked so beautiful in that dress. I thought it was the most perfect. Uh, I've never seen the Nobel, Nobel Prize uh, ceremony, so I don't know what they wear, but it was like, beautiful. It was gorgeous. So I really, I really enjoyed that. In the end, I loved how they wrapped it all up. I, I don't watch Young Sheldon. I tried. Guys, it's not funny. I didn't like it. I tried once and then turned it off. I watched it again because their series finale, they kept teasing that if you're a Big Bang Theory watcher, you need to, you, you definitely need to see this. You need to see this. So I tuned in and I watched the whole show. And the last like five minutes, if you are a Big Bang uh, Theory watcher, you might want to watch it because it was a sweet nod, a sweet nod to the fact that no matter how hard it is as a kid, if you just keep being you and true to yourself, you'll find your tribe and someday you will. And that's what I loved about this show. It just, it meant a lot to me. I, I just, I really, I really liked Big Bang Theory and I'm sad it's over. And I know there are Big Bang Theory haters, which I didn't know that until I think a year ago. I was on Twitter and people were just trashing the show and how much they hated it. And I was completely taken by surprise because I had no idea that that was a thing. I like what I like, right? And so I had no idea that there was all these problematic elements that people had to Big Bang Theory. But there are. Again, I can kind of see them, but I also think it's entertainment and I just want to be entertained. And that's what I was there for. And that's what it gave me. All right, guys, from super satisfying to maybe not as satisfying, we're going to talk about Game of Thrones. Here's the thing with Game of Thrones. This season has been tough on a variety of levels. I'm not a huge hater of it. I didn't I didn't walk away flipping tables and mad that they ruined my favorite show or anything like that. I kind of looked at it as, well, what would I have done differently? What what would I have done to wrap this show up in six episodes? And that's problem number one is I wouldn't have done it in six episodes. I would have definitely added more because they needed, they needed more. Let's, let's be honest. Those writers were up against the wall and that's what they needed. They needed more time. They needed more episodes. They didn't get it for whatever reason, for however this works. I don't know what the reasoning was, but they didn't have it. They had six and they had to like pack it all in. I will give them that at least things got wrapped up. Okay. I didn't hate the finale. I also can't say I loved the finale. There's parts about it I love. When it when it when it opens up, here we are. We are in Westeros. You know, there's ash falling like snow. It's a hot mess. Ha <laughs> ha. It's truly hot. We see Arya. She's pissed. We see Tyrion. He's pissed. John. He's pissed. But he's also kind of like heartbroken and moping and just being John and you know. John. Then we see the mother of dragons and she is not pissed. She is, she's pretty dang pleased with herself. She's pretty, pretty happy about what happened. I mean, she won. 
she won. And she won convincingly and easily and nobody can stop her, right? I saw this and I and I knew I knew for sure something the the thing that was going to happen was that John or Danny or both were going to die. Because this is the Game of Thrones and you could not have both of them with Danny's mental state being what it was and knowing what we knew, we couldn't we couldn't have them both alive. So I knew for for a fact that one or the other or both were going to die. My money was on both. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. So what we ended up getting that was the good. This is I'm going to start with the good. The good, I was Team Sansa. I was rooting for this girl. I hated her in the beginning because she was such a brat. She was such a whiny, entitled, annoying brat. But, you know, at some point, her story started changing drastically. And she came out on the other side. She went through some ish, and she came out of it. And that's when I said, okay, Sansa, I see you, and I like you, and I like where this is going. Sansa's story and how they wrapped it up completely made me happy. I was satisfied. I was good with it. She got what was right for her people. She got an independent North and she's the queen. I dig it. I dig it. So Sansa, what they did with Sansa, I can give a thumbs up on that one. Danny, 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 Danny. I think her big arc and her big change obviously happened in episode five. By the time we get to this finale, we already know what's up with her. And there's only, like I said, there's only two ways this is going to go. She's either going to just continue to kill everybody or she's going to be killed. There, You know, John tried, but it wasn't. he wasn't going to be able to change her mind. And I think when he realized that and he got to that point, that's when he made the choice that he made, which was... Danny had to go. It was the right thing to do for Westeros. So I was okay. I was okay with, with that going down. I was okay with, with that happening. Interestingly enough, she wanted that Iron Throne so bad. And she goes over and she sees it. She's like lusting after it. She's petting it. She is super into this throne. But she never sits on it, guys. She never sat on the Iron Throne. Dun, dun, dun. In fact, nobody did, right? After she she dies, that dragon comes in and melts the crap out of it. He is just like, hey, look, if mom can't be on that throne, nobody's going to be on that throne. Boom. And it's gone. All right. All right. I see how you are. I see how you are. Why didn't you just do that all along? Because the dragon seemed to be the smartest person <laughs> through all of this. He he really, I don't know if it was rage. I don't know if it was sadness. I don't know if it was grief. I don't know what, what propelled him to melt that throne, but he melted it and got rid of it and it's gone. There is no more Iron Throne. That was strangely also satisfying for me. I was okay with that. Jon Snow. This is the weirdest one for me. I honestly couldn't have come up with a better solution than him going back to the wall, except that maybe maybe I wanted it to be his idea. I wanted him to say, that's my home. That's where I was happiest. That's where I found the most comfort in my life. And that's where I need to be. So maybe I wanted him to make that choice and to ask for it. And he didn't get that. He got it. He got the wall as punishment and he got sent up there. He got reunited with Ghost and we finally saw him smile and happy again. And then I, it was at that point that I was like, okay, John's going to be good. John's, John, John's going to be happy with, with his dog <laughs> and his people up in the very cold north. I felt satisfied with where, where John went to. Uh, Tyrion. Tyrion, I was... I was nervous that he was going to die. But then I also thought there's no way they would kill him off. He has been the fan favorite through this entire series. But of course, 
Game of Thrones, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? And he was so dumb this season. He was, you know, really dumb, guys. I can't, I still just can't get over and wrap my head over how dumb he was. But he pulled it out. Maybe he had to sit in the jail cell for two weeks, three weeks, whatever it was that, that, that got him thinking again. But he finally did start thinking again. And for that, I was super thankful that the writers realized that's how we needed to see Tyrion wrapped up. So he came through. I had tears. It broke my heart when he went to Cersei and Jane. Even though they were the worst people, the fact that he still loved them, I thought was very human, very... I, I, I can recognize how that would happen. Not that they were dead, just his reaction to the fact that they were dead, because I didn't care that they were dead. They, they, they needed to die. They, they were good. That his final punishment. Again, you know, he gets elevated to hand of the king and that's his punishment but i thought it was a good punishment and i liked how brand said it was basically he doesn't want this so what better punishment than to make him fix everything that he's messed up over the last couple of years fair fair and i and i think Tyrion maybe has learned his lesson and actually now that his brother and sister are out of the equation he can get his ish together and help make westeros as amazing as it should be Arya goes christopher columbus on us i don't even know what that was about and i didn't that did nothing for me. And I was, that was, that was, I think what I was most mad about, eye rolling about, uh, just what a waste. It just felt like it was a waste. She was such an incredible character. The entire series, they just dropped her, basically let her sail off the edge of the earth. I don't even know. Didn't like it. Didn't like that. Did love, however, the scenes with her and John. It had me weeping just a little bit. I love them. I love their relationship from from the get-go, from the beginning, from the first season. They were sweet, adorable, fantastic. And so seeing them together and seeing that connection again, that was that felt true. That felt good. I liked that part. And then last, last, you know, who sits on the Iron Throne? We got Creepy Bran. I'm sorry, he will always be Creepy Bran. I know they called him uh, Bran the Broken, uh, and and Tyrion possibly is right here that when sword and battle don't give us an answer, maybe a story is who what we're looking for. A story is what's going to get all the people invested and and behind one king or queen, and who had the best story. Well, Bran had the best and the worst story. I don't know. I don't know that it was still the best story, but I will say that Bran had an hearing Tyrion tell the story. It was interesting. So I guess it's all in the storyteller. <laughs> Maybe that's what I needed was was the storyteller of Tyrion. Would not have chosen Bran. He was last on my list. He was not. I, I read online that that was the possibility and that's what people thought was going to happen. And I kept going, oh, they wouldn't be so boring and anticlimactic like that, would they? Yeah. They, they, they were, they did. That's what we got. We got Bran on the throne. I, you know, I don't know, guys, this, this whole epic, epic, epic eight seasons to be wrapped up in the last two shows the way they did wasn't my favorite, was not my favorite, but I also didn't completely hate on it and didn't completely hate it like a lot of people did. What are your thoughts? If you've got any, throw them in comments. Thanks for joining the No Guilt Fangirls podcast, and I hope you'll come back and fangirl with us again real soon.